0: Hello and welcome to Q&A. We're so glad that you've decided to join us. And so if you're watching live, the number's up on the screen, and we invite you to text in questions from the service this morning. And if you're listening back later on the podcast, we are so glad that you've decided mm-hmm. to join us. And we would encourage all of you um, to subscribe to the podcast. So you get notifications when they pop mm-hmm. up. Sometimes we That's produce really other helpful. content during the week. Yeah. yeah, so you know it's there. Yeah. And so this morning, continuing through Ephesians with Jonathan Monk, we like to call Jay Monk. Uh, continuing this morning, um, such a great encouragement, yeah, and you. I think a great reminder that we're all ministers, mm-hmm. even outside of ministry. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So, a great yeah. reminder,
0: and we do have some questions that have already come in, so we'll okay. all right, go let's ahead do it. and get rolling.
1: Maybe
0: you can help um, me. Yeah, <laughs> sure.
1: Um,
0: all right, first one here. So, definitely about being a minister in work. Um, I know there are people in, well, it could be work in other relationships. I know there are people in my life that need Jesus. And some are very difficult to love. I'm so stressed and frustrated by them or have been wronged by them. I find myself wanting to shut them out, maybe becoming hard-hearted. So here's the question. How do I change my heart to love them and minister to them? So it could be work, could Mm. be a relationship, family, friend. um.
1: And this is a lost person they're talking about?
0: Yeah, so it's people in their life that need Jesus. and that are difficult to love.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, in one word, as soon as you got to the end of the question, I thought about um, prayer. Like I think Mm. that there was a guy that was uh, difficult for me uh, to love. I worked at, um, uh, before going to CIU, I worked at a little pizza restaurant, and I think uh, I was the only believer there. And uh, there's a few people that could at oftentimes be either rude or once they found out that I was a Christian, all sorts of jokes came with that okay. uh, of trying sure. to make fun of me or asking <laughs> different questions. But I learned that um, when I prayed for them uh, before work um, and in the moment that my, my attitude changed towards them. So I forget where I learned that from, but someone several years ago said that when you pray f- for people, your heart towards them uh, changes heart being compassionate towards (laughs) them. Um, So I would, for this person, which is a great question, uh, I think that, yeah, Tracy and I are encouraged that you want to love this person well. So whoever you are, I think it's good that you're being honest uh, with the heart in your life. But I think pray, Lord, change my heart towards them. Help me to love them like you have. Help me to know maybe you can pray specifically what questions to ask them. Um, yeah, Yeah, what questions to ask. Uh, and maybe another way to, is what is there a way you can serve them? Is there something you can do, a meal or something like that? So those would be, a, yeah. That's a great idea is
0: like a way um, to serve them because odds are, I would say likely, people may see that outwardly that there is a difficult relationship or someone who's difficult to love, and so that is another example that someone may mm-hmm. ask. How are you doing that? Like mm-hmm. what they've treated you terribly or whatever it right. is and you are showing them love. Why? Well then here's another opportunity to say yeah. because of Christ's forgiveness in my life.
1: Yeah. And I think in the question you said, should I write them off? It's like, well, obviously, no, we um, know we don't yeah. want to we don't want to write people off. I mean, I think it's ministering to people is difficult, mm-hmm. especially when they're far from the Lord. So yeah. we were once far from the Lord, and I think it's good to be reminded of, of where we've come from and what the Lord's done in us. So.
0: Absolutely. Um, so this question is specific to co-workers um, I don't think my co-workers would see Christ in the way I've interacted with them in the past year I've worked with them um, but I want to make a change what would you say is the first step to putting Christ on display in your workplace that does not seem showy mm. uh,
1: that's a good question so you haven't put uh, uh, you haven't put Christ on display that's what they said mm-hmm. and um, so I, and maybe you or Doug talked about this in the Q. And a as I'm thinking, I'm like, I feel like this. Maybe this has been talked about in a previous Q and A. But um, I would uh, recognize that, and maybe if you need to apologize to them, and I think that's an act of humility to, to go mm-hmm. towards them and say, Hey, you know what? I was really short with you, or um, I I always leave, I always give you the hard job. That that's not right. I'm not honoring you well. I think that is a would be a big way. Um, to humble yourself and to, to ask for forgiveness. That's probably where I would start. Um, and then I would probably say, if you recognize there's things that you haven't done that is is loving towards them, is to recognize, and so for me, I'm such a journal guy, I like to write things out, is I would, I would probably take some moments before the Lord and on a journal write out, okay, what have I done? Okay, left-hand side of the paper. Uh, I need to stop doing that, I need to put that off, Ephesians 4, or Colossians 3, I'm going to put that off, I'm going to die to that, and then what am I going to put on? Um, one of our leaders in senior high always says, like, don't tell me to, I know I need to do something, before I do something, I need to put something off. I need to, hmm. I need to die to the desire to be right, or die to the desire to impress, uh, or to be showy, and put that off, put on this, put on compassion, as I'm thinking like in Colossians 3. Um. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm trying well, to think of an example in my own life, and I can't think of one. But
0: I think that when you talked about forgiveness, or sorry, seeking forgiveness when you've wronged <coughs> someone, um, I know there's situations I had when working in the workplace mm-hmm. to go before someone and ask forgiveness. A couple times, the response was, "Why are you apologizing? Mm. I don't know why you're apologizing." And so, therefore, it's like, "Well, oh, open door." Yeah. So here's why. Not that I always basically yeah. stepped in the opportunity to explain it. But it was interesting. It wasn't easy to do.
1: Right. How did it you was, transition into the conversation? Like, send them an email, or you just walked right up to their cubicle? And how, what did that look like? I
0: uh, First, I would usually, it's like, oh, do I really need to do that? Like, mm-hmm. Lord, this is hard. This is going to hurt. And uh, yeah. to be honest, there was a little struggle there yeah. sometimes. Um, but it was walking in, and usually I would just say, hey, do you have a minute? And I would try to talk to them in person. Mm-hmm. Um and just say, hey, yesterday when such and such happened, I just wanted to apologize. I shouldn't have handled it that way. That was whatever, whatever right. that was, and just a straight apology. Um, I tried to keep it very simple to the point, not right. dance around it or like make right. excuses. And then sometimes it was like, Okay, or it was a blank stare, like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like why right.
1: yeah. why? Yeah, and I'm yeah, yeah. like,
0: Because I was wrong, like I was wrong in the situation. And so, but it actually opens the door for a lot of other conversations Mm -hmm. when you come with a unique humble heart that people don't always see, Mm -hmm. Um, especially in like a corporate world where it's like a climb the ladder competitive, to see someone apologizing sometimes can have a different impact or open a door. So I think that's a great, very practical way to say, look for ways that you may be able to apologize. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Not always easy to do.
1: Right. But it's a yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. And I think it honors the Lord. So, yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely. Um, the next question on here How do I begin to break the habit of letting my countenance be impacted by circumstances at home or outside of work? At work. So it sounds like something that's happening outside of work in their personal life hmm. is impacting their countenance at work.
1: Yeah. Hmm. That's a good question. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think you're forever asking this. Uh, there's a lot of us who feel that way. Mm. Uh, so something's going on in your personal life, and you um, <clears throat> you go to work and you don't want it to to impact. Yeah, I think that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I think um, I mean, as I taught a few weeks ago um, on uh, in Ephesians two in sorrow. And you can have joy in the midst of sorrow. Mm-hmm. And then I shared the story about Chloe, if you remember that. And so I think that, um, that that's something that's been hard for us. Um, and so I, I think as I come to work here, I'm trying to be honest about that. I'm not always going to be like cheery up and like happy about it. Right. Um, but at the same time, I, I want to recognize that in the midst of the hard, God's in control. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, uh, I'm trying to think. So there, there may be moments when I've come to work here recently where my countenance has been different. I think it's okay to acknowledge that, and um, I think it's a way to minister to people when they see you go through hard, um, hard things. I think, um, and obviously, I'm, I'm trying to because all of us are believers. So I'm not sure. Yeah, um, but uh, I think it's a way to, yeah, to minister to people when they see that there we still have joy even in the midst of hard that. We're not always, like, happy. Right. Um,
0: then even things aren't perfect. Yeah, I so think, um,
1: yeah, so an example I'm trying to think through, when I taught in North Carolina, I think um, we, uh, oh, yeah, we, I think it was, like, before Lydia was born, we found out um, that there might be some complications with, with Lydia, and so a few people knew that, and I think at one point in the classroom, it uh, to try to illustrate a point in one of the Bible stories, I told my students about that after the fact, and I think I use that as an example to be like, hey, y'all may know that I've had some some hard days, or I'm not always like, yeah, let's open up the Bible, and not always excited, and here's why, here's something hard in my life, but I've recognized that that God's bigger than that. So, um, so, yeah, how, uh, the question again, I, mean, <laughs> I feel like I've rambled all around this question, but they're asking,
0: So how can I begin to break the habit? So it sounds like they have been letting situations outside of work impact their countenance at work as a minister. So how do they break that habit or what do they change? So like you had mentioned, like finding joy in the sorrow, finding joy in the struggles and letting that um, help them through their day.
1: Yeah. But I'd also say like, so how, I'm glad you asked the question a second time, is if you, so let's say you go to work at 8 a.m. And, you know, you're trying to wake up at like 7 and like, oh, let me get out the door. And you're like going to work like mm-hmm. on a fast pace and you feel your heart's busy as you go to work. I think you probably need to wake up earlier uh, and not be so rushed in the morning and try to enter the day uh, with some unhurried, unhindered, mm-hmm. uninterrupted time with the Lord to, for you to say, all right, Lord, um, here's what's going on. And I feel like my countenance has been impacted um, at work, and I want to put you on display, but my face may not show that. So, Lord, would you satisfy me and um, read some scripture? The Psalms are a great place to go to. Um, And uh, I find, man, that I get, someone told me like at CIU that when I sit in silence, that I have more joy, not only in the moment, but all throughout the day. Hmm. So, um, So whoever you are, great question. And I think there is, I think there could be a difference in some solid time with, with Jesus, singing a song, um, or, um, gosh, there's so much to say on this question. I love this question. Um, or a good one-on-one conversation with someone at, for coffee just to talk about it. So, um, So again, whoever you are, man, you don't want to try to... Wrestle with whatever the heart is in your life in isolation, but with community with other people.
0: So that's so true.
1: Yeah, those would so probably true. be a a few things. I probably I need to uh, I need that question for my own self. But
0: that's so, a good question. It's something yeah. we've all dealt with or are dealing with, yeah. you know, or perhaps will. Um, so as Jonathan is our pastor for our high school mm-hmm. students, and so how do you encourage you, the high school students? say, I'm so young. I'm not an adult. How do I have a ministry? How do I minister where I am? How do you encourage them and direct them in that specifically for those students?
1: Yeah. So like one guy we have, um, man, it's been a, I love our students. Like we have one guy who um, who uh, plays baseball and uh, some guys asked him like, why don't you drink? Why don't you party? Like, why don't you hook up with girls? Why don't you do these things? And it was just so Clearly and obviously gave him an opportunity to tell him why, yeah. and so I try to tell our students that your ministry is the team you're on. It's this. It's at school. Uh, we have a couple students that go to AC that have done a phenomenal job. Uh, really, without uh, just among themselves as students, they lead FCA. Cool. Um, they they meet like after school on, on Fridays, and so uh, so how do you're young? I don't have a ministry. You do have a ministry. Your ministry is. Uh, at school, it's on the team you play. Um, and then the heart, especially around power up clubs, we often talk about this that the hardest place, I think, for high school students to do ministry is at home. Mm-hmm. And that there's a ministry if they are a believer, uh, 16 or 17, but they may have a middle school sibling that's not, that is yet to trust in Christ, there's a ministry there that their life preaches. They can, the way they do dishes, the way they say, Yes, mom, yeah, dad, I can do that. Uh, I think that's an example, and um, the ministry at home that a high schooler might have, their mom, this is hard, uh, but their mom or dad may not be a believer, and mm-hmm. so I think there's a there's a ministry there uh, in that the way you pray for your parents, whether that's before the Lord privately, or, hey, Dad, can I pray for you real quick before you go to work? And the dad may go, what? And just, hey, 30-second prayer. I just want to pray for you because, you know, your work matters, so. That's probably what I'm saying.
0: That's an awesome encouragement, and I think you can apply the same as adults. Yeah. Whether it's in your workplace, whether it's at the gym or a club that you're involved in, or whatever that may be, that there's those opportunities Mm -hmm. there, Um, and it's so cool. The Lord can use anyone; uses all of us. We're called to do that, and so it's really encouraging. Um, Well, anything else you'd want to leave us with as we wrap up? Something you didn't weren't able to fit in, or just a general encouragement or challenge for this week.
1: Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, one of the points I had to cut out was like, you can be, we can't do ministry apart from being strengthened by his power. Um, but Doug will teach about that later on. In a <laughs> so that I kind of, I ran out of minutes at the very end when I talked about prayer, but I think the understanding that I, I need to agree with Jesus every day apart from you, I can do nothing. That's about it. I know we're running out of time. I think so. it's a
0: great encouragement a great yeah. challenge for all of us. Well, thank you so much for joining <clears> us. <throat> we hope you guys have an incredible week and hope you are pumped and ready yep. for Power, Power Clubs. Clubs. Yes. Woo, we're so excited. Yes, we so are. Um, If you have any questions about that, check out our website, but please be in prayer. Be in prayer for our host homes, for our students who are engaged, for our leadership, for the weather, for safety and travel. We yep. would really appreciate all your prayers. Yep. And so I hope you guys have a great week.
1: Yep, see you later.